Chapter One of Our Little Siamese Cousin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K. Hand. Our Little Siamese Cousin by Mary Hazelton Blanchard Wade. Chapter One The First Birthday. If you had seen Chin when he was born, you would have thought his skin yellow enough to suit anybody. But his mother wasn't satisfied, for the baby's nurse was told to rub him with a queer sort of paste from top to toe. This paste was made with saffron and oil, and had a pleasant odor. It made Chin's skin yellower and darker than ever. It did not seem to trouble him, however, for he closed his big brown eyes and went to sleep before the nurse had finished her work. After this important thing had been done, the tiny baby was laid in his cradle and covered over. This does not appear very strange until you learn that he was entirely covered. Not even the flat little nose was left so the boy could draw in a breath of fresh air. It is a wonder that he lived, for his home is very near the equator and the weather is extremely warm there all the time. But he did live and grew stronger and healthier every day. Each morning he was rubbed afresh and stowed away under the covers of his crib. He had one comfort, although he did not realize it. The mosquitoes could not reach him, and that was a greater blessing than you can perhaps imagine. There are millions of these insects in Siam, yes billions, trillions, and the people of that country are not willing to kill one of them. Destroy the life of a living creature? It is a dreadful idea, Chin's mother would exclaim. Why, it is against the laws of our religion. I could never think of doing such a thing, even if my darling boy's face were covered with bites. If she were to see one of Chin's American cousins killing a fly or a spider, she would have a very sad opinion of him. She was only fourteen years old when Chin was born. People in our country might still call her a little girl, yet she kept house for her husband and cooked and sewed and spun, and watched over her new baby with the most loving care. The father was only a little older than the mother. He was so glad that his first baby was a boy that he hardly knew what to do. He was quite poor and had very little money, but he said, I am going to celebrate as well as I can. Rich people have grand parties and entertainments at such times. I will hire some actors to give a little show at any rate. He invited his friends, who were hardly more than boys themselves, to come to the show. The actors dressed themselves up in queer costumes and went through a play that was quite clever and witty. Everyone laughed a great deal, and when it was over the guests told the new father they had enjoyed themselves very much. After a few months Chin had grown strong enough to walk alone. He did not need to be covered and hidden away any longer. His straight black hair was shaved off, with the exception of a round spot on the top of his head, and he was allowed to do as he pleased after his morning bath in the river was over. The bath did not last long and was very pleasant and comfortable. There was no rubbing afterward with towels, for the hot sunshine did the drying in a few moments. Nor was there any dressing to be done, for the brown baby was left to toddle about in the suit Dame Nature had given him. It was all he could possibly desire for clothing is never needed in Siam to keep one from catching cold. Chin's mother herself wears only a wide strip of printed cloth fastened around her waist and hanging down to the knees. 
sometimes but not always she has a long scarf draped across her breast and over one shoulder there are no shoes on her little feet nor is there a hat on her head except in the hottest sunshine there are many ornaments shining on her dark skin even though she is not rich and baby chin did not have his toilet made till a silver bracelet had been fastened on his arms and rings placed on his fingers after a year or two the boy's ears were bored so that gilt pear-shaped earrings could be worn there soon after that a kind relative made him a present of silver anklets and he felt very much dressed indeed few boys as poor as he could boast of as much jewelry chin was born on the river my nam in a houseboat there was nothing strange about that for the neighbors and friends of the family had homes like his it was cool and pleasant to live on the water it was convenient when one wished to take a bath and it was easy for the children to learn to swim so near home yes there were many reasons why chin's parents preferred to make their home on the water perhaps the strongest one of all was that they did not have to pay any rent for the space taken up by the boat a piece of land would have cost money then again if they should not like their neighbors they could very easily move to a new place on the river chin's father built the house or the boat just before he was married he had some help from his friends but it was not such hard work that he could not have done it all alone a big raft of bamboo was first made this served as the floating platform on which the house should stand the framework of the little home was also made of bamboo which could be got from the woods not far away and was very light and easy to handle how should the roof be protected from the heavy rains that fell during a portion of the year that could be easily managed by getting quantities of the leaves of the atop palm tree for thatching these would make a thick close covering and would keep out the storms for a long time if they were carefully cemented with mud the broad overhanging eaves would give shade to baby chin when he was old enough to play in the outdoor air and yet not strong enough to bear the burning sunshine of course there were many windows in the little house you would think there were openings in the walls in the shape of windows certainly but they were openings only for they were not filled with glass nor any other transparent substance chin's father would say we must have all the air we can get at night time when the rain falls heavily we can have shutters on the windows they are easily taken down whenever we wish why the whole front of the house was made so it could be opened up to the air and sunshine as well as the views of passers-by the family have few secrets and do not mind letting others see how they keep house at this very moment perhaps chin's mother is sitting on the edge of the bamboo platform washing her feet in the river his grandmother may be there preparing the vegetables for dinner or possibly chin himself is cleaning his teeth with a stick of some soft wood the boy's mother has taught him to be very careful of his teeth it is a mark of beauty with her people to have them well blacked they will tell you any dog can have white teeth but there is nothing they admire more than bright red gums showing plainly with two rows of even dark colored teeth how do they make their gums such a fiery red it is caused by chewing a substance called betel obtained from a beautiful kind of palm tree very common in siam many of chin's brown cousins chew betel as well as the people of his own land it is even put in the mouths of babies betel chewing grows to be such a habit with them that they become unhappy and uncomfortable if long without it 
even now although chin is only ten years old he would say i can go without food for a long time if need be but i must have my betel let us go back to the boy's home if we should count the windows we should find their number to be uneven the siamese believe something terrible would be sure to happen if this were not so they seem to think there is luck in odd numbers for not only the steps leading to the houses but the stairs leading from one floor to another must be carefully counted and made uneven there are three rooms in chin's home first there is the sitting-room where friends are received although there is much less visiting done in siam than in many other countries it took little time and money to furnish the room there are no pictures or ornaments here there are two or three mats on which one may sit and there is a tray filled with betel from which everyone is invited to help himself if callers should arrive and the betel were not offered to them they would feel insulted and would go away with the intention of never coming to that house again the second room is set apart for sleeping very little furniture is found here as well for all that chin's father had to prepare was a number of long narrow mattresses stuffed with tree cotton some pillows were made in the shape of huge bricks they were also packed full of tree cotton and were stiff uncomfortable looking things but chin and his parents liked them so we should certainly not find fault you remember that there are a great number of mosquitoes in the country how do they manage to sleep when the air around them is filled with the buzzing troublesome creatures coarse cotton curtains hang from the roof down over the beds while these keep the mosquitoes away from the sleepers they also keep out the air so it is really a wonder that one can rest in any comfort when chin is in the house during the day he spends most of his time in the kitchen which is also the eating room but dear me it is a smoky place for the boy's father never thought of building a chimney the cooking is done over a little charcoal stove and as the flames rise the smoke rises too and settles on the ceiling and walls chin has had many good meals cooked over the little fire and eaten as the family squatted around the tiny table just think it stands only four inches above the floor and is not large enough to hold many dishes that does not matter for each one has his own rice bowl on the floor in front of him chin has been brought up so that he is satisfied with one or two things at a time the little table is quite large enough to hold the dish of curried fish or meat from which each one helps himself chin is a very nice boy yet i shall have to confess that he usually eats with his fingers yes not only he but his father and mother and sister and even grandmother do the same thing one after another helps himself from the same dish and thinks nothing of it people who are a little richer use pretty spoons of mother-of-pearl chin's mother owns one of these useful articles herself but of course that won't serve for five persons so it is seldom seen on the table as for knives and forks she never even saw any one of her friends once watched a stranger from across the great ocean eating with these strange things she laughed quietly when she told of it and said it must take a long long time before one can get used to them they are very clumsy as chin squats at his dinner he can look down through the split bamboos and see the water of the river beneath the house it does not matter if he drops some crumbs or grains of rice they can be easily pushed through the cracks when down they will fall into the water to be seized by some waiting fish the good woman doesn't even own a broom her house cleaning is done the easiest way possible anything that is no longer useful is thrown into the river 
while the dirt is simply pushed between the wide cracks of the floor. The dishwashing is a simple matter too. Each one has his own rice bowl, and after the meal is over, it is his duty to clean it and then turn it upside down in some corner of the kitchen. It is left there to drain until it is needed again. Chin's mother cooks such delicious rice that he wonders anyone can live without it. He needs no bread when he can have that, for it is a feast in itself. When poured out, it looks like a mountain of snow, each grain is whole and separate from the others. It is cooked in an earthen pot with the greatest care, and when it is done, never fails to look beautiful and delicate. Chin's mother would think herself a very poor housekeeper if she should make a mistake in preparing the rice. When a dish of rat or bat stew is added to the meal, Chin feels that there is nothing more in the world that he could wish. He knows that the rich people in the city often have feasts where twenty or thirty different dainties are served, but he does not envy them. A person can taste only one thing at a time, and nothing can be better than a stew with plenty of curry and vegetables to flavor it. We don't need to think of the rats and bats if it is an unpleasant idea. As for Chin, if he had seen you shudder when they were spoken of, he could not have imagined what was the matter. End of chapter 1